Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Hey, as some of you may have probably picked up by now, 130 episodes in, I have a deep, deep love for technology. And I'm really just fascinated by it in general. And I think what's really exciting right now is that employers and other businesses are really making big investments into technology in the HR space. So I, I think there's there's a couple things at play here. One, they want to create a great experience, uh, one that employees expect nowadays with technology now that it's sort of embedded in our lives. And the other thing is uh, to make seemingly like really simple tasks really efficient. So I think there's a couple things, experience and efficiency, and technology can do that. And that's why I think in a lot of the people practices, you're seeing technology start to pop up. So in today's discussion, I bring on Amon Brar. He's the CEO of Canvas, and they have a very interesting tool uh, where it enables text messaging within the kind of screening process during the recruiting uh, phase. And I really think you're going to enjoy what he has to say. We really talk holistically about how technology's sort of integrated into the entire recruiting process. And we really just kind of talk about the industry in general as well and, and what kind of tech, what technology is really doing. So I think you're going to enjoy this uh, with Amon. Remember to connect with me on LinkedIn, follow me on Instagram. And of course, feel free to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate the support so other people can find the podcast. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Amon, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you. Super glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So you're in the tech space, uh, HR industry. You built an awesome tool. And I want to talk about that in a little bit. But first off, I want to ask you about how technology is kind of weaving its way into the recruiting industry. Um, It's There's a lot of recruiters out there. People are fighting for talent. How are organizations leaning on technology to make the recruiting process easier on them, but also a better experience for candidates? First of all, Brandon, I think it's exciting that, you know, venture capitalists and entrepreneurs are, you know, thinking about uh, the HR space uh, passionately now, right? So I think there's always been degrees of technology in the HR suite, you know, everything from processing payroll to kind of those first generation, you know, ATS. Uh, But I think as you you kind of see what's happened with entrepreneurship and certainly there's a large focus on kind of sales and marketing technology. And now we're starting to see, you know, intellectual and financial capital move into, you know, healthcare tech and FinTech and and, and obviously, right, pertinent to today's conversation, you know, HR tech. So I think it's great that, you know, there are just so many, um, you know, brilliant people now around the world, you know, thinking about uh, how technology can help make a difference in uh, in the HR suite. So uh, that that's exciting and, and certainly you know, relevant to to our story. 
You know, I think um, uh, where I'm where I uh, excited about uh, change is a you know creating more meaningful uh, and and less complicated experiences for recruits or or employees, and also you know enabling uh, HR professionals, uh, recruiters or 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 not uh, to get to get more done in their day. Right. I mean, ultimately, it feels good to to be able to to use modern modern tools to accomplish more, and um, you know, and it's exciting to see. Uh, uh, intellectual and financial capital uh, in that space starting to fulfill some of that need. So you mentioned capital sort of making its way into this industry. And I've been reading a lot of articles and I think I saw something in the Sherm magazine recently just about AI machine learning and how there is a lot of capital being put into these areas where you might have technology that's so sophisticated and can start making decisions basically about what candidates to hire and maybe asking the right questions. And what are you seeing, especially with the tool you built, what, what are you starting to see as far as the, the AI machine learning kind of playing a role in the way we recruit? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's certainly playing a role. I think you know, my, my personal philosophy on, on uh, machine learning and AI is, you know, I think where we are right now, it's, it's about this, this kind of combination of, of the human and the machine, if you will, to get to an optimal experience for the candidate or employee. So, you know, I, I don't believe we're at a state today that where we can just kind of, um, you know, fire and forget uh, the, these tools to make uh, hiring decisions. But, but I do think we can, you know, weave them and incorporate them into uh, your, your recruiting tech stack, your HR tech stack to, to have better outcomes than you had yesterday. And I think when, with the way we've you know, certainly designed and Build Canvas is is to have these delightful experiences that are embedded in our software that certainly drive you know time to hire or automation or or some magical moments, um, but but it's but it's side by side with with that with that human kind of or, orchestrating you know the conversation. So you know that's my my personal feeling. I think if you look at you know certainly while Amazon has has created the first uh, you know uh, cashierless uh, store. Or, you know, it's, it's even hard to go to a grocery store, right, and not have someone there helping you scan your uh, um, can of Campbell's soup, right? <laughs> so I, I, I say, like, I look at that as a, as a good example of how, you know, look, there are four stations to do your own self-checkout at the grocery store. Um, but largely, it still requires a human to be kind of overseeing uh, that experience to make sure that, that nothing's falling through the cracks. And, and that, that that's kind of my perspective on you know, where machine learning and AI is right now. Gary Kasparov, the, the, the grandmaster chess player, you know, po- points out that at least currently, you know, the combination of, of AI and a human will beat AI alone when it comes to chess. Now, now we'll see how long that lasts, right? So I think we just, you know, understanding where we are on that continuum, thinking about how you weave these tools into human experiences, you know, I think is really, really important. But, but I think we should also acknowledge that the most repetitive mundane tasks you know, should be and, and are going to be, you know, automated yeah. as, part our, as a part of our workflow. And so we've got to push ourselves to make sure that, uh, you know, HR professionals are, are, are providing you know, meaning and value in their work. I like the point that you're making about AI and humans side by side could, could be a better than just AI by itself or humans by itself. So like the pairing uh, makes for probably a better experience. What about in the future if AI becomes so good that it's impossible to tell the difference between that and a human. And that's just the experience that uh, people have. What do you think about that? Do you think we're going to yeah. get there? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, look, I think we, we could get there. I think um, this is, uh, you know, kind of shifting out of the HR sphere to, you know, largely something as a society we really need to think about is, 
you know, how do we uh, derive, you know, kind of meaning, you know, what, what levels of, of creativity and, and creation can, um, can, can AI achieve? So I think it's, it's, you know, what would be relevant then this conversation is not, not just, you know, let's say passing a Turing test, uh, in conversation, but then also, you know, is there creative thought, uh, being employed by, by AI? By the way, they're, they're really good examples of, of, of creative thought being employed by AI. So like, you know, I know well, Watson's done some really interesting experiments on you know, creating new recipes and food combinations that, that humans didn't even know they might like, mm-hmm. right? Uh, based off uh, other preferences that, that it examines. So, um, I, I think it's something we, we, we should, you know, rightfully keep a watchful eye on. You know, typically, you know, if you look at kind of the shared human experience and innovation, you know, we're, we're, we, we tend to overestimate what's going to happen in the next, you know, few years, but yeah, we, I've heard that. But we, but we underestimate what might happen. You know, <laughs> so I think that's kind of the thing I'm always kind of thinking about is right. It's like, we're probably, you know, if you think about where we are with AI and, and machine learning right now, like we're, we're probably overestimating the impact over the next three yeah. years, but we might be underestimating it over the next 20. Right. And I think that's something we, we should all be thinking about for sure. And I want to dive deep on that, the AI conversation, just, just for the pure reason, I wanted to ask you if, if that, type of technology is really only accessible to enterprise or huge corporations, whereas, you know, the small mid-sized business, are they going to be able to sort of have access to those sort of tools in the, in the people practices and and make their HR and recruiting practices more streamlined and more, uh, a better experience and all those things. I just, I wonder when you're fighting for talent and large companies have access to those tools where somebody may not what what that means for fighting for talent long term i think the answer is yes that that that, that uh, you know small small businesses medium sized businesses they they will have access to these tools and and i think you know the the startup technology community is going to play the, the, i think the role of an intermediary here so if you bear with me for a second i think you know it might be very easy to have salt and pepper in, in your diner but if you had a whole you know it, in this case there might be you know, a hundred different spices that you got to rely on, on a startup to combine in a certain way to, to be efficacious to that, to that small business. Right. And, and I, I do think that, um, you're already seeing this, right. You're, you know, you're looking at, you know, even things as simple as payroll with software like Gusto or, you know, we were starting to see the accessibility of technology. I think that everything from the SMB all the way to the enterprise, um, in, in, in historical markets and, and definitely in, in HR tech. You know, one of the, one of the things about, uh, starting a, a tech company is, you know, oftentimes it's the, you are serving that, that SMB marketplace as you work your way up, uh, in the universe. So sometimes they're actually the, the first to be, to, to get started on, on some of these more innovative things. So I think, you know, keeping your eyes open and, and, and evaluating the, the large variety of software options that exist for, for SMBs, I think, I think is important, but I, but I, I don't at all foresee them being, you know, com- completely, uh, left behind. I think there could be, you know, fits and starts, right? Where, uh, if, if you look at some of the very, you know, what's called high end, uh, AI automation that's out there, uh, maybe hard to purchase if you're not at scale or a fortune 500. Um, but, but I think that's just a matter of time before different flavors of that, that ice cream are, 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 are uh, commercialized for, for smaller businesses. Your company, Canvas, you focus on text based screening and interviewing. Uh, and I want to dive deep on that in a second. What are some other technological methods during the recruiting process that you're seeing that are pretty innovative right now? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of uh, focus. Uh, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm excited about um, what, what's happening with the diversification of assessment technologies, right? So I think, you know, 
just lots of um, use cases um, where, where there's a new level of specificity afforded by technology, right? So it might be, you know, here's a way to get at, um, a, you know, a person's accounting skills or financial skills or coding skills or, you know, sales skills. And I think that that's a really, um, uh, it, it, and we're still so early, but I think that you're going to find that uh, I think recruiters or talent assessors or hiring managers are going to be able to weave together, you know, a basket of goods, if you will, to kind of, you know, optimize on, you know, who might be the best candidate for a given role and, and really have an opportunity to learn more about that candidate's ability to be successful in the job, you know, earlier than we ever have uh, before through simulation and some of these other things. Um, so I, so I'm, I'm really, I'm pretty fascinated by, by the assessment marketplace. I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of companies doing interesting things there. Um, you know, so that's certainly an area that we pay attention to. Uh, what else we said, so you're doing text-based re- interviewing, recruiting, what else along that se- kind of spectrum are you seeing? Are you seeing a lot of video-based things? Um, any automation from that perspective? Uh, yeah. So I think, you know, uh, uh, video is really, uh, really interesting. I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's certainly a good stop, uh, you know, in that, in that talent funnel. You, you know, I think the, the, one of the challenges with, with video is, you know, I think timing, um, where video is in that, in that process. I think, you know, in, in a lot of, in the surveys that we've done, you know, video at, as the first step, you, you know, doesn't feel quite right to talent. And, and I think if we think about, you know, video in our personal lives, you know, we're, we're always a little more comfortable, uh, maybe with a step before, uh, of getting to know someone before you jump into video or there's a whole uh, other set of concerns like, you know, gosh, I got to move this Windex bottle that's yeah. behind, you know, right. <laughs> Have this interview, so I, I I do think that we we kind of underestimate the 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 overhead with with video, and, yeah. and I don't think it's I don't think it is the cure to, to all of our ills. I think I think it's great, by the way. I mean, I, I certainly you know use it, but I think we should think about the, the right place and time, you know, you know, for video um, as well. Uh, on the automation front, I, you know, I think we're we're we certainly uh, employed lots of automation, you know, in our software, everything from you know kind of pure play uh, bot activity all the way to a recommendations engine. Um, and I, I, I do think there's lots of interesting things happening, you know, um, you know, uh, in that space. And um, we're going to see, you know, a, a lot more of it. I, I think one of the things that, that the HR professionals need to kind of work through is, you know, I don't believe um, that the HR suite is going to rule the day. I think we're, we're in a time where, you know, best of breed, uh, I personally think is, is really the way to go. And that how do you weave um, best of breed tools you know, together to, to create a delightful experience. And, and you know, I think some HR professionals are, are still kind of over relying on, you know, we're going to buy one piece of software that's going to do Everything. Uh, an, an average job across a lot of different functions. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical that that's where we're going to end up uh, in the long run. So, so Canvas focuses on text-based interviewing. Why did you decide to go that route? Um, well, A, we, we saw a real market opportunity. You know, there, there, it felt like there could be just a great wedge and connecting um, the enterprise to candidates uh, through through a novel method like texting. So if you think about it, right, we can have this rich, beautiful, intelligent software for the for the company, um, but for the candidate, there's there's no transaction cost, right? There's no need to go download software. Um, we can meet them where they are. They can answer on their own time. So it just it just uh, honestly felt like like a natural uh, hole in the marketplace. Yeah, you know, I think that that certainly um, speaks to I think why we've had you know so much growth so quickly. Because I think I think it was in, in, in a kind of an obvious oversight that you know why why doesn't 
uh, some technology like this existed. So we saw the hole and, and came rushing in and, and it's been, it's been fun. So what problems are you really trying to solve with the, the text-based recruiting process? Did you feel like you said there's a hole in the market, like nobody's probably using this or maybe the screening process wasn't as efficient or a good experience. Is this why you, is that you, why you went that route? Yeah, it's a great question. I think inefficiencies in the screening process, mm-hmm. if you think about it you know, on a couple different levels, one, one is, you know, recruiters uh, are constrained by time, right? So in their typical world, you know, that they, if they're using a phone based screening process, they can do like six of those max in a day. Right. And, and so kind of what, what the thought was is what if we just blew up that notion of inventory right now, you're you're literally doing 60 of those in a day, right. Through (laughs) text-based communication. And so, and it's not that, you know, all of our clients, right, through different phases of the funnel, they go to live conversation or they go to live live interviews. But the whole point is you, you can kind of, you know, get to brass tacks a little faster and more efficiently. There are very few places in our life that we have um, awkward phone calls with strangers, Brandon. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's really a rare thing. Yeah. But recruiters have been kind of holding on to it desperately for a while. <laughs> and I think that, that yeah. we have, we've got to uh, think past that. Uh, and then the other analogy I'd, I'd make is, you know, imagine if apps like Match or Bumble worked where you scheduled phone screens with the people that you're interested in. I mean, it, it does, does that, that makes no sense at all, right? It's like awkward and it doesn't scale. It's not very efficient. Yet you might still find your partner in life through the chat-based mechanism at first. And so we thought, you know, why, why couldn't the same be true for a customer service associate, right? Like why, why does, you know, why do we have to have a, phone call first. And the other thing I'd mention is, you know, think about how many trillions of bits of data we've lost to the ether over these phone screens over the last hundred years. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. um, it's a real opportunity. So, you know, I think one of the things that's exciting about canvas is that there's, there's more than meets the eye as far as, you know, what we're kind of up to and the fun that we're having, uh, building out our product. But, you know, we see a lot of opportunities to, um, you know, kind of collect and analyze, um, the conversational interviewing information and, uh, and so the hole isn't just the the communication hole, but but this data hole, right? Data, like yep. basically have just literally the the best we have for a hundred years worth of phone screens is a few scribbled notes, right? <laughs> yep. And, and I just think we can do better, right? And so I think that's uh, you know trying to add there's an opportunity to I think add more science to to the equation. Yeah. So on that note, we were talking about machine learning earlier, and I noticed what, I was watching a video on your website your tool actually starts recommending interview questions during the screening process. What are recruiters, hiring managers, or whoever's using your tool, what are they saying about that kind of experience? Do they like it? Do they want more control? Do they actually like that the fact that they're being suggested questions to ask? Well, the mentality we've kind of taken is how can the system be a a coach, right? Yeah. And so um, what I like about, and I think what our recruiters like about it, to answer directly your question is, they're still in control, right? It's not an AI bot just ramming a bunch of questions mm-hmm. through the system. It's it's a suggestion to the recruiter who's still empowered to make the right decision about what question or resource to send that candidate. And I think it's it's been very well well received, right, as a suggestion, and and I think appropriately branded as such. You know, we certainly have fully automated experiences in our software as well, where where you know it, it's going to recommend what it wants to recommend next. But but that's but that's kind of um, the recruiters control that as well. So, you know, I think that the whole notion of suggestions uh, has been really well received. You know, we, we really have an opportunity to build kind of a coaching cloud for recruiting 
And um, that, that's been one of our early philosophies is how do we how do we you know, coach recruiters? Imagine being right out of school and actually having a system that's that's helping you versus having to rely on the, the next time you can talk to Sally about the, the next question to ask a job engineer two candidate. Right. So it's it's uh, you know, in that sense, it's helpful. And in the degree that you've graduated beyond needing any suggestions, well, then, hey, save the time of typing by just uh, clicking the button. Right. So yeah. it's. Uh, um, and, and what's great about our questions and our system is that they're recruiter drive, right? So recruiters create libraries of their questions based off different roles. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's almost like there's some pride of authorship in there. Like if you think of a good question, um, you kind of get some credit for it, right? Over time. So it's, it's good. It probably goes back to the, the point you're making about data and that there's more that meets the eye with this tool is you're probably collecting a bunch of questions and responses over time and, platform wide maybe that that you're it's sort of looking at the data looking at the position and then making suggestions or is it just based on the library for that one particular user or company that's using it um at both levels both, right? so we right. have awesome we have, we have reference data at a at a kind of global level that that you know certainly helps uh, make smart decisions and then we have uh, customer specific data that's not shared beyond that customer where we're optimizing within that as well so what points in the recruiting process do you want people using this tool? Because I imagine, to your point, like you don't want to relinquish full control, and you still want that kind of human experience. Is it really just in the screening process where where this tool could be valuable and streamline a lot of that, or maybe first interview, second interview? Where do you see people using it the most? Yeah, yeah. So this, uh, I would say very top of the funnel screening, and yeah. then what I'd call logistics and follow up. So imagine. You, you know, you, you had a quick screen. You're like, Hey, you know, we'd love to bring you in uh, to meet with the hiring manager. And you can actually even, you know, schedule that meeting right within that chat stream. Or now let's say they're coming in next Friday at, uh, at noon. Um, our, our uh, natural language engine will, will recognize that as a, a t- time and date. And, uh, you can do some fun stuff with that. And then I could schedule a note to go out to you at Friday morning at eight with a little delighter saying, hey, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you on campus today. Here's here's a map uh, to get to the office. And you pre-scheduled that, right? So, like, there's all these, I think, things that we are overlooking as far as how we can enhance that that recruitment process by thinking about technology. And so those are the places that we see continued usage past the screen. And, you know, mm-hmm. and schedule a note to go out on the candidate's first day, right? And say, hey, just, you know, check in and make sure you had a great first day. So uh, it's, it's just, it's a way to get all those tasks uh, into the system and working for you um, uh, and, and kind of enhancing that uh, candidate. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So it's like in, in one way, you're like, people are relying heavily on the tool early on in the process, but it's not like that process, the, the tool is ever being left behind throughout the entire experience. You're, you're almost relying on that, that tool to, enhance the experience or keep it very um, streamlined and keep the experience the same until the day they're hired, right? Like maybe there's little touch points here and there, like schedule the calendar, a message is being sent on the first day, like to your point, like that's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, there, once you kind of get your hands on it, there's there's a lot there's a lot there to, to kind of help empower your process. I think what's what's uh, frustrating. I'm in the sales and marketing world, and there's tons of software available, right? And I have I can pick and choose my marketing automation software, analytics systems, all that. And I think as capital starts making its way into the HR industry, HR people will have the same problem if they haven't already expected it already. Where there's just tons of software suites available, and I think uh, a lot of people are looking for like one solution where, uh, okay, so Canvas 
you have the recruiting process sort of dialed in and, and all the way to the point where they're hired. And I think people are looking for systems like that where it just enhances the experience and get continue to uh, put the employer brand forefront. What, what's your just whole thought process on when you're building a software that's going to make HR and talent officers' lives a lot easier? What, what sort of goes through your mind when you're building something like that? You know, one of it is, I think we, we've kind of said, like, you know, there is this whole, like, uh, well, I can tell you how we built Canvas and how we continue to build it. I mean, I think there's this absolutely macroeconomic opportunity, right, to go automate every process in the world with, with some magical AI. And I think the way we've decided to look at it is, what are the things that recruiters are doing? And, and how do we create these delightful moments to help them accomplish more? without calling it machine learning and AI, right? So I think <laughs> yeah. so you, yeah. you notice, right? Like you don't see it anywhere on our website, right? Yeah. We don't, we're not, you know, the whole point is like, you know, let's, let's use, let's create really cool outcomes using these technologies, you know, and not just kind of w- waving the words around for the word's sake. But so we've kind of looked at like what I'd say, what, what are the micro tasks? Like what are the little everyday things and, and um, looking at it at that level and then knocking them out just one at a time, right? And so like every week we're kind of, Adding something new where, you know, the, the recruiter d- doesn't have to do that, that task in the same way anymore. And so, uh, when you look where we started, you know, seven months ago, many of those little, little delightful moments we've created didn't even exist, but they came from just seeing how conversations were flowing, you know, uh, seeing how, uh, recruiters were using tools and getting great suggestions from them about things they'd like to see. So I think we, we've kind of taken that, that bottoms up approach, right? So how do we, how do we like, Look at how people are actually communicating, and I'll automate those tasks versus, you know, trying to, to de- deploy uh, some magical piece of AI that you know sources recommends and hires magical candidates all, all, all in one, uh, you know, happy flow. And I, I think we're far from that right now. As we wrap up this discussion, and I could honestly talk to you forever and and geek it out all day long about this. Uh, what are the other trends that you're seeing in in recruiting, and how is it maybe going to shift the the way that you're doing business? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we have to open our, our minds up to how we think about uh, how the data can be employed for good. So here, here's an example. You know, w- with Canvas today, you can click one button and de-identify uh, transcripts, right? So you can take these conversations and screens, click one button and gender neutralize them or, or neutralize them in other ways. And so, you know, uh, but we have to kind of open ourselves up to thinking about hiring differently then, right? So I think that there's this kind of uh, give and take about about how social norms might Shift because I could tell you right, hey, I can I can de-identify this this candidate, um, but you might uh, it would not you specifically, but hiring managers might go, gosh, that feels kind of weird to me, you know. And if you think about, well, why do you really need to know, right? Why do you need to know if I'm Amy Brown or Amon Brar? Um, but that that creates a lot of change management, uncomfortable conversations to kind of get to a better outcome. So, but some so many cases we have the technology to do some interesting things, um, but but we have to work through the human side of it, right? So I think that that's I think a big theme that you'll see in the in the whole um, DNI space over the next um, you know few years and the other side is I think maybe a little more practical and tangible which is you, you know we're living in a great time right now for recruiters where they really can start operating in a one-to-many mode really operating as as marketers of employment and um, and I think that that's it that's exciting and I think you're gonna if you're kind of stuck in the old model uh, you, you really ought to think about you know how do I how do I re-examine what it means to be a recruiter uh, in this labor market with the technology that we have and really kind of thinking about the world, you know, maybe less from an individual sales perspective, but, but more from a um, kind of a macroeconomic marketing perspective. And I think those are the recruiters that, that are likely going to, you know, see 
a lot of career success over the next, uh, you know, the next decade. Love it. Amen. Thank you for being part of the podcast. This is a lot of fun and uh, you're a wealth of knowledge and I, I love what you're doing. It's, it's really fascinating. Where can people learn about you, uh, Canvas, anything else that you want to mention? Yeah, yeah. Check us out at gocanvas.io. So gocanvas.io. Um, best way to get to know us is scheduling a quick 15 minute demo with us. Um, uh, no one's ever regretted uh, seeing the software in action. Uh, you can follow us, um, and you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at, uh, at Amon D. Brar and, uh, Canvas on Twitter at, at GoCanvasHQ. So some great ways to, to stay in touch with us. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Amon. Cheers, man. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com 